A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What about electoral reform? You're frustrated with politics generally, or are you? Let me speak to Darren Hughes, who's the chief executive of the Electoral Reform Society. Uh, Darren Hughes, good morning. Good morning, Frank. First and foremost, for everyone listening, and indeed to remind those who may have half heard in the past about the Electoral Reform Society, tell us, please, who you are. Well, we were formed uh, back in 1884, so we've been going for 135 years, and we're an independent uh, organisation. We don't work for the government. We work for our members and supporters across all parties and across the four nations of the UK, mainly to be a voice for voters to point out uh, how democracy can be improved and how the systems and structures we should uh, be developing in order to give uh, voice to what voters want to see happen over all time, not not just for one electoral cycle. So, so to really try and improve things so that as society changes and people's priorities become different, our democratic structures are robust enough to express and, and give life to that. What are the major changes that you're calling for? Well, the number one change that we believe would, would really start things moving in, in, in a lot of directions would be to change uh, the way we elect our, the House of Commons. We, we use the first-past-the-post uh, uh, voting system, which, which ends up meaning that it doesn't matter what level of support you have in the community as long as it's one vote more than everyone else. And if there are multiple candidates, uh, then you end up having uh, people elected to Parliament when only a minority of that community actually expressly supports that person and all the other voices uh, get uh, left behind because it is a winner-takes-all single system. And it's led over the decades to very, very safe seats for some parties that never change hands. And that's kind of bad because it means that if you vote for that party, you're taken for granted. And if you don't vote for them, you're ignored. So it's kind of a double whammy. And then this creation of a very small number of what they call marginal seats, which are actually able to be contested. And and that's where the energy and the effort and the focus of the parties go into kind of a, a mini auction for these uh, citizens who happen to live in these seats. And that's not really fair on, on the whole country at all. And then when you put the whole thing together, uh, the number of seats a party gets doesn't match the number of votes they received. Uh, and that's how we end up in some of the problems that we've got at the moment. Now, people who would be critical of the changes that you would want flippantly would say you're just trying to get more Liberal Democrats elected. I think it's way beyond any one particular party. That's what I sort of was mentioning at the beginning, that we've been on about this um, for 135 years because the problems uh, with this style of winner-takes-all, confrontational, tribal politics, that that becomes the dominant culture regardless of what parties uh, you're talking about. So, um, you know, for example, just last week there was a uh, a by-election in a seat in Wales and the share of the vote of our two major traditional parties 
fell enormously. And that, that wasn't because one small party was the ma- major recipient. Many other parties were. So I think we've, we've gone beyond trying to design a system for one or two parties. We need to be thinking about, uh, about the wide range of voices. And, you know, e- even at the last uh, snap election in 2017, when the two major parties got a really dominant share of the vote, over 80% of the vote went to the Conservatives uh, or Labour across the UK, uh, neither of them could win in a system that's meant to be designed for that. So, you know, you, you might be prepared to put up with all the unfairnesses because you believe it results in a strong and stable uh, government, but for the last three general elections, we haven't seen that. And then alongside that, you've got this rising uh, disdain and distrust and, and a loss of belief that our political system can work. So I, we, we think these issues need to come back squarely into the frame. But rather than thinking about a party or a politician or a policy position, it's got to be more about the long-term changes that we need for the four nations. Uh, is proportional representation or some form of that, is, is that, is that going to be the, the panacea for all ills? I don't think any one thing is ever a, a panacea because it's a it's a dynamic society, right? People's priorities change, their values change. They 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 they, they have got the right to change their opinions. But but I think that um, if we had proportional representation, it would give us the chance to start a bit of politics. Now now proportional representation is just about what you do on a particular Thursday for for a certain ballot that's being held. Uh, of itself, you know, it won't won't be enough. It has to be put together with things like what happens between elections, the more use of citizens' assemblies, deliberative democracy, actually having an overt statement that we want parties to work together and that that is seen as a a source of strength, uh, as opposed to right now when parties are trying to work together, many members of that party are reacting very negatively to it because they think that's weakness. That's driven from a winner-takes-all culture that says, I'm in Team A, I beat you, therefore you're in the cold and I'm in the sun and I'll do whatever I like. But clearly that's not how the world works anymore and our politics needs to catch up with it. You sound like as if you're almost in favour of what we do here in Northern Ireland and we've made a hens of it. Well, that's why I think that um, when when you say that, uh, you know, would just changing the voting system of its own um, make make the uh, the only difference. It does need to have a change in in political culture as as well. And um, you know, seats matching votes, parties uh, working together on on policy issues can sometimes break through that logjam. I mean, uh, the the citizens assembly uh, process that I mentioned, where you get randomly selected citizens to come together uh, and and they they deliberate over a, over a a topic. Uh, there was one in in, uh, in in Belfast towards the end of last year on on the topic of social care. Uh, your listeners will be aware that that in the Republic of Ireland that they had a two year process of many citizens assemblies on topics that were once seen as being no go areas: uh, marriage equality, um, the the uh, legal rights of, of of women for reproductive health. These kind of topics that were once um, no go by having citizens assembly, people would come together and share their opinions. So. It, it's not. I think the problem in politics is that often we rush to the end point of what's our personal opinion and how do I make sure I don't have to change my mind, but everyone else does. Well, we're, we're kind of seeing right now with, with no assembly in Northern Ireland, with the Brexit debacle at Westminster, that, that if people stick with entrenched political thinking and entrenched culture, eventually the whole thing gums up and we can't go anywhere. So we, we have to look again at how can our processes turn these negativities into, into more positive ways of working and also bring out, bring into the tent all of the voters who currently are are shut out. That two two thirds of the votes in the last general election 
to the Westminster Parliament didn't count towards the outcome. Uh, you, you can't go on doing that without without the kind of results we're now seeing in, in voter apathy and frustration at our political process. Uh, and finally, Darren Hughes, how frustrated are you with what, what as you call the, and understandably call, the Brexit d- debacle? Do you see anything being resolved or are we going to be at this 12 months from now? Well, it's hard to see what will happen today. Tomorrow, of course, is another day with European leaders. I mean, I think it is very, very frustrating because we've got an inadequate representative democracy system where we vote for MPs who regularly go to Parliament and then they make their decisions and come back to the public. We make our we make our view of whether they've done a good job or a bad job and back them or sack them. And then we had a referendum, which is completely different to that, uh, which is a one-off question on a single day, binary result, yes or no, decide which side you're on. And then the moment the votes are counted and the result is released, the whole thing disappears. There's no one who's responsible for the leave vote or responsible for the remain vote. Uh, In fact, often the criticism is that some of the key people on both sides ran away the moment the thing was over. With our party system, we have people we can hold accountable because they'll be coming back to us at the next election. And I I just kind of feel that at the moment, we've got the worst aspect of representative democracy with first-past-the-post. And we've got the worst aspect of direct democracy with referendums badly structured and without enough time for citizens to think about topics, ask questions, and have the ability to change their mind or challenge what they're hearing. So it does feel that we're in the worst of all worlds, and then our decision-making process, as I say, totally gummed up. So uh, these are challenging times. Okay, Darren Hughes, thank you very much indeed. Chief Executive of the Electoral Reform Society, you clearly know what they're calling for now. Uh, Do you tend to agree with them or not? Your opinion's always very welcome here on the U1. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 05 phone in. 